Welcome to the Labor Day Weekend Edition of Second City Sports Live and in Living Color on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss McKinney McKinney, hi, and Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan's Gore McGee on the IG. You can download the Sports Zone Chicago app by, by going to the Apple Store and Google Play, wherever you uh, buy your apps and whoever's ringing that phone. We're live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sister, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. my sister. Uh, if, if it was your mom, I understand, but anybody else, yeah. hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. Uh, Google Play and the Apple ISO, wherever you uh, uh, buy your apps, make sure you, you get that Sports Zone Chicago app. It's free. You can uh, watch our shows live, listen to our shows live, and also catch up on past shows as well. So make sure you uh, download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and here on YouTube. Search for Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. And you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by simply subscribing to War on Anger. We're available on all, all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on the podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much. And advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on the pod, Jack Lever, and we have very definite opinions. <laughs> Lakina, as we start with our Chicago baseball team, well, let's start with some breaking news. We wouldn't yeah. be professional. We didn't start with breaking news. The Chicago Cubs, um, a little bit over an hour, will resume their four-game weekend series against the Pittsburgh Pirates in the friendly confines. But there was some breaking news that has been taking place over the last hour or so. Cubs manager David Ross and Cubs general manager Jed Hoyer both tested positive for COVID-19. Both are vaccinated and are in quarantine as we speak. All the players that are on the roster are available to play today. As of right now, this game will go on as scheduled. Lakina, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about this later, but uh, as these leagues are preparing to um, get, um, for the players to get vaccines, but in the case of the NHL and the NBA, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, a little bit later. But as far as baseball is concerned, they've been doing good. Uh, all season long. I know the New York Yankees had their issues with COVID. The White Sox, too, a little bit, but not as much as we thought. But right. uh, we wish Dave Ross and GM Jet Hoyer the best. Uh, they'll recover. They'll be fine. But Lakina, uh, it, it seems like uh, this issue with, the, with this virus and how teams in these leagues are handling it, it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, and you know, the good news is that both are ace at the mag, so that's a good thing. So, you know, <laughs> Get well soon to both Jed and Rossi. But yeah, it's just the irony of this, Sid, is the fact that they actually just announced yesterday that they were going to do a mass uh, a vaccine mandate for the for non-players and players, too. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. sort of ironic that this would come up. But, yeah, I mean, look, this is still an issue. I mean, this is actually the first time it's actually hit the Cubs all season. They've actually been kind of mm-hmm. able to avoid, you know, any big outbreaks. So, 
you know, this is sort of a kind of surprising, but we you know we've seen the Delta variant has kind of wreaked havoc in a lot of places all over the country, especially in the southern states. So, you know, it just you just it just shows you that you still got to you know, you know wear your mask. Your our states under a mask mandate. You know, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're not going to get vaccinated, at least do that. Have the courtesy to do that. But you know, it, it, look, we're not going to get delve right into it because we talked about it before, Sid. But mm-hmm. you know, it's just that you know, look, just just be just be cautious and just be aware of what you what you're doing and what you know, and also for others around you. Yeah, as I said before, you know, I had my little rant a few months ago. Uh, unfortunately, it's a political issue. No, we're not going to turn this into me depressed. So, uh, you guys didn't come, did not come here for for that. But I'll, I'll say this, uh, and I say it all the time: take care of yourself. You're responsible for yourself at the end of the day, anyway. But no matter what you choose to do, whatever quote unquote side you believe in or you you think you're under, just take care of yourself. Be responsible responsible for yourself because you you all you got. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about you know, let's talk about stuff that's on the field. Um Yeah, we'll talk we'll start with White Sox first. I mean, look, the White Sox, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're gearing up for, you know, a pretty I don't want to say it's a big series, but look, Casey, you know, the world always gives the Sox issues, but the, the, look, the White Sox had a pretty good week. I mean, you can't really, you know, fall too much about it. I mean, they're sort of kind of already kind of gearing up for, you know, later in the season, you know, Gavin Sheets made his return with a, a nice outing against the second game against the Pirates and a mini two game are there. So with the, with the rosters ex- expanding. So it, it's just, you know, and look, if you're the, if you're the White Sox, you're gonna be feeling pretty good. You're ten and a half up on the in the Indians. You're gonna win a division. I think the magic number is I think what like twenty one. I think at this point. So, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think look, you gotta be feeling pretty good if you're the White Sox right now. You're in a good position. Uh, before they break your news, um, thanks Cubs for ruining my. <laughs> even though it was important, thank you for ruining my open. But I'll try to recreate it again. I was mm-hmm. out running some errands yesterday. I don't know if you guys can see. I'm wearing my um. Feel the Dreams replica jersey. I'll let you know whose jer- who's name's on on the back later. But I was running some errands yesterday, and and I was talking to a cashier, and she saw I had, had this jersey on. She said, you know, the Sox are going to win the pennant, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah. She's like, I'm afraid when they get to the playoffs, they're going to blow it. And I said, jokingly, don't put that out there in the open mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> and I was, telling her, I, I was telling her, enjoy the regular season. Whatever happens in the playoffs is going to happen. Now, as a fan, of course, I want the Sox to win the whole thing. I'm no different than any other Sox fan on the planet. But for me, I'm trying to enjoy this last month of the regular season as it is. It's been a great year despite all the obstacles. And that's what's been, in my opinion, been a great season up to this point because look at all the injuries that the Sox have gone through. Look at all the obstacles they, they have gone through. And we'll get more in deep into them once the playoffs start. But you're going to win the division, as you mentioned, and I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a Zoom celebration. I'm sure that team is going to win that, that huh. division on the road, most likely, unfortunately. But with that being said, as a fan, I'm trying to enjoy this last great month of the regular season, even though we, uh, we know that we're going to win the division. I'm trying to enjoy this as much as possible. When the playoffs get here on October 7th, which is my birthday, by the way, mm-hmm. Thursday, October 7th, when the playoffs start, then whatever happens, happens. I'll be excited about that. But right now, leave me alone and let me enjoy my last month of the regular season, okay? Let, let, let me enjoy it. So that's my, that's my uh, question for uh, White Sox fans that are listening and watching us right now. Are you, uh, are you uh, so worried that the Sox are going to screw up in the playoffs? 
or you or you like me. Let's enjoy the rest of the regular season. We'll worry about the playoffs when we get here. So that's our, our question for you guys for, for this hour. You can place your comments on our uh, Facebook page and or, and or our YouTube page. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Just place your comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up for you. If you decide to do anything stupid or silly, Lakina will probably give you the boot. <laughs> Just keep those comments yeah. respectful. Uh, so, but getting back to on the field, McKenna, of course, the team is on a current three-game winning streak. I like the way this team has been playing, especially defensively. Shout out to Leary. Not Larry, but Larry Garcia. <laughs> Three great defensive plays on Wednesday night, part of the two-game sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates. As we talked about all season long, the Stevens has been shoddy at best. I know people want to over overlook it because of the great started pitching and the um, uh, timely offense, but defense is what counts, especially in October. You remember that 2005 White Sox team? I know mm-hmm. both radio stations here in Chicago don't want to do this comparison between this team and the 05 team, but they're going to do it at some point. Uh, we're going to start it here on this show. Remember McKenna before his bat got hot? Joe Creedy? His defense yes. was great, but his bat was crap, but he turned it on and bumped all those Elements that came together for him in the playoffs. Great defense from Juan Uribe. Also, Jermaine Dye had played great right field. Yep. <laughs> Jermaine Dye played a great right field in the playoffs. Aaron Roy uh, patrolled center field. Scott Pesemini was great in left field. We talked about him uh, stealing bases, which was key. But his defense was great in left field as well. This is what I'm looking for for the White Sox um, in the last month of the regular season. Can they show up their defense? and build some confidence and some momentum going into the playoffs. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the thing, right, Sid? I mean, that's going to be kind of like you want to have that confidence. And if you look at the schedule for the rest of the season, I mean, it doesn't – I'm not going to say it's an easy schedule, but this is sort of like mm-hmm. – I don't know if you – I don't know if White Sox fans want this. I mean, you know, you, after KC, you got to go at go out west. You got to play at Oakland. That's not going to be easy at all. Mm-hmm. You got to you know, host Boston. You know, Boston's fighting for a, a playoff spot. You got the Angels. The Angels was kind of like right there, like in the in the wild card spot. Texas, you shouldn't have too you know too you know too uh, too much of a problem with Detroit either. You know, the, the Detroit's rebuilding. Cleveland, yeah, same the, the thing. Talk about winning that division in Detroit or Texas. <laughs> yeah, probably, and also to Cleveland. You know, Cleveland, you're finishing up, so you, and, a, and a couple, a couple of those games are makeup games because you got to make up game on the 29th against Cincinnati, and then you finish up the season at Detroit. So <laughs> you're not going to have too much of you know having to play like mostly you know big teams to kind of get yourself prepped for the playoffs. Just win the division, try to set yourself up, you know, try to kind of <laughs> you know set yourself up on who you'll have to play. I mean, do you have to play the Astros? Do you have to play? The A's, you know, may, maybe the, the Yankees. So it, it's just at this point, I think you just got to take it one one series at a time and just, you know, whatever the chips fall, you know, as they may and go into the playoffs. You're listening to Sega City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago City. Lakina here with you talking White Sox baseball. Lakina, I know Tim Anderson's on the on the aisle again, retroactive to Sunday. I know Lucas Giolito popped his hamstring in his, his start on Tuesday. Didn't look that great, but he wasn't horrible either. He said it wasn't no big deal. As of right now, he's not on the IL. Lance Lynn, uh, he's lost his last two starts still, the leader in the AL department in terms of ERA. He's on the IL. I'm not worried too much about Lance Lynn or Tim Anderson. I think this is just precautionary um, 
uh, rest uh, for both those guys. As you mentioned, the Sykes have a big lead in the, in the division at nine and a half games as we speak. And plus, she had two off days. So this is extra time for both Lynn and Anson to heal up. I'm concerned about Giolito, though. And if he, yeah. he, if he struggles in his next start and the Sykes didn't pull him on the IL, that's going to be something because right now, uh, I know some folks don't do not want to hear this. Remember, I brought up this question on our show on Monday: Who's going to be your third starter in the playoffs? Will it be Giolito or will it be Dylan Cease? And with this injury to Giolito, hopefully he's okay. And if he doesn't look great in his next start, you're going to have a problem on your hands. Well, and let's hope with Giolito, this is just you know a rest thing, kind of like with Rodon. You know, maybe maybe his needs mm-hmm. a maybe his miss a start to kind of get himself going. And I'm not worried about Ta either. Either I'm just, I think the you know, mm-hmm. he's been playing really hard all season, so I think he probably mm-hmm. look if he needs ten days to rest, you know, let him you know rest for ten days, it's fine. But I'm, I I kind of feel like, like at this point, I think you know I think it's better that thankfully these aren't serious injuries for the White Sox like they were earlier this season. If mm-hmm. someone if a guy has to rest here and there, I mean he has to take a, a start off or take a, you know, a couple of days off, you know, for your position guys, mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, Oh my God. Like, no, no, I don't think White House fans should panic. I don't think White Sox fans should panic too much. If you watch the, uh, the last two games against the Pittsburgh Pirates, the bullpen actually been okay. Liam Hendry still doing his thing with the saves. Uh, Craig Kimball looks like he's starting to turn around. Aaron Bummer, he's Aaron Bummer. <laughs> yeah, Ryan right. has been, Ryan Tepera has been great uh, ever since his first two Stints as in a White Sox uniform, Lakina. I, I don't want to put the panic button yet on the bullpen. I know we talked about them uh, for the last couple of months, especially after the trade deadline. But hopefully, they can build some momentum uh, during this weekend series against Kansas City. And as I said before a few moments ago, I want that defense to tighten up a bit. And yeah. you can't just let silly errors and go to your head and, and let it affect you mentally because when when stuff like that it happens. It affects you mentally. Uh, it makes you hard to concentrate, and you lose focus on what you have to do to win a ball game. That's the one thing I'm worried about. You know, I think you know those weird, you know, kind of goofy errors that the Sox, Sox have been having. I mean, I hope that it doesn't it doesn't become a habit. And maybe it's just look, you gotta get the mm-hmm. kinks out. It's fine, but I, I just look. I, I mean, that's like the one thing you don't you don't want to have that during the playoffs. Like you don't want to because especially in short series. That's good, not going to help you. That could actually mm-hmm. cost you a series. So I and cost you your season. So let let's hope they can kind of clean those little things up, and hopefully they can kind of you know be on a roll as we get you know we go into the playoffs. Yes. Also, too, with the Sox, you mentioned Gavin Sheets. I'm glad he's back here. This is a September call up. Uh, Jacob Lamb, nothing personal against him. Yeah, he had a great uh, couple of stints here in Chicago, but I'm glad he's gone. Gavin Sheets gives you power. And not everybody's figured him out yet. Uh, he's your uh, uh, backup DH. And you saw that in his first game back on Tuesday. He was responsible for that first win of, uh, against the Pirates back on Tuesday. I, I like his bat. And he, it could be useful coming off the bench uh, during the playoffs. Also, Andrew Vaughn is starting to turn it around a, a little bit. I, I like that. Jose Abreu, congratulations to AKA Pito from being named um, uh, the American League Player of the Month for the month of August. Again, as we talked about before with Abreu, and this is something I want to bring up with our audience as well. Jose Abreu had a bad month of June, but ever since the month of July turned, he started to turn it on. The month of August, he's just been on a tear. Hopefully he can keep it up in September as we head towards the playoffs. But Jose Abreu has been through a lot this year. He's been one of the league leaders and being getting hit by a pitch. I was at the game against Seattle a couple months ago, 
he got hit in the knee. We all thought the season was over at at, at, uh, uh, at best. He was out a couple of weeks. The Sox had the day off the next day, and then the following day they had a game. He was back in the lineup, so you cannot question Jose Abreu's toughness. Now, I said in our last episode that he's not going to win AL MVP again, unfortunately, because of his batting average, but he has the power numbers in terms of home runs and RBIs to back it up. And, and we, that's we, why we, we saw we we seen his uh, production and his presence in the lineup pay off in the month of August. Yeah, and we saw you know look he won AL Player of the Month honors for August. So I think that that's you just <laughs> you, know, you just proved your reason why he he won that. But look, I think look, I wasn't I wasn't worried when he had that slow start early in the year. I mean, look, you know <laughs> he, you know mentally and also too physically, but you know he's better and we're back to if if he had not had that first half, you could probably make a case for him winning. Back to back AL MVPs, but then again, you know what? You got you got this. There's a guy over in Los Angeles that you know has probably has that thing unlocked. But you know, we'll get we'll get to him in a second. But <laughs> you know, I think if you're you know, look, I think that's what you want. I think you want to have you know, if you know TA's out, you know, because of your know, tired leg or sore legs or what have <laughs> you, you've got a Brave that can step up. You know, you got Robert that can step up. You've got <laughs> you know Eloy, who as long as he doesn't not as long as he's not in the outfield, as long as he's not out there, maybe occasionally, <laughs> you know, he can. You know what? I look. You know, he's he has a bat too. So I think the fact that there's so much mm-hmm. depth in this White Sox, you know, on the White Sox bats, as long as they'll they'll have like you know big you know slumps all at the same time, I think you got you're gonna be okay. But <laughs> I, I think you know what? You know, good for Abreu, and hopefully he can kind of keep it up as we you know the White Sox you know, are wrapping up their season and get into the playoffs. Speaking of of Luis Robert, aka La Pantera. Two thumbs up to for the incredible catch in the eighth inning Tuesday night's yeah. win against Pittsburgh. As the late Ed Farmer was saying, hang a star in that one. I tweeted out on my Twitter, CK80 on Twitter if you want to go look for it. Uh, it was a hell of a catch. We, we've we known since Luis Roberts has been up here for the last couple of years that he, he's a great outfielder. I think he's only going to get better. He may be the best player on this team in the next year or so. I know some people want to compare him to a young Mike Trout. We'll see about that. He has to. He already has the glove in the outfield. Hopefully, yep. he doesn't have to cover for Eloy Jimenez come playoff time <laughs> to make everything go run halfway across the field to make a catch. But uh, he has a great glove, and that bat is starting to come around. People are really underestimating his power, and if, if that can show up come playoff time, this White Sox offense will be that much more dangerous in October. I I would doubt that at all. Now, quick a quick note on the Cubs, right? Quickly, the quiz, the, the Cubs, you know. They swept that small two gamer against the Twins. You know, Rafael Ortega has been, you know, playing very well. I mean, we'll see if he can keep it up, and maybe you know they'll have a, a couple of building blocks. You know, Patrick Wisdom still doing his thing, but I mean, yeah, they, they continue their series against the Pirates. You know, that was a that was a crazy game on Wednesday. You know, six five and in eleven innings, that was just a little bit weird on a on a on a default error, no less. You know, a Wilmer default default error. That if you saw that, that was just a that was that whole that whole ending was just you know crazy. But uh, yeah, they continue their series. And look, if you're the Cubs, I mean, you can finish strong and perhaps maybe have a building block going into next season. Yeah, and speaking of building blocks for the Cubs, uh, I know we didn't get into it too much, Lakina. On, on Monday, we were dealing with Javi Baez's silliness. We'll get to that more on the other side of this break. Mm-hmm. As far as the aftermath, air quotes. But <laughs> uh, John Heyman, um, 
um, last Sunday, and we didn't get to this, but we'll get to it now. He tweeted out that there's a very a strong possibility that Javi Baez could end back up in the Cubs uniform. And I want to ask Cub fans this as we uh, go into our break and continue this conversation on the flip side of, of this break. Do you want Javi Baez back in the Cubs uniform? And do you think that's a great idea if you're Jed Hoyer? Mm. Hmm. All right. Ponder that. And we'll also talk about a big series coming up in the National League West between the Giants and the Dodgers and other stuff. And we'll also talk a little bit of college football, too. We still got a lot of things to do, too. Remember, we're going to have Spiro Diaz from CBS Sports and Turner coming on at 1.30. So a lot to do still. First, you know, with Sydney Brown, I'm Lakina McGee. This is Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. And we'll catch you with more on the flip side. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast updates so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Sydney Brown, McKenna McGee here with you as we continue this first hour of the conversation regarding the Chicago Cubs. We'll get to the rest of MLB in just a moment. Lakina, as you look at this Cubs team, uh, of course, the rumors out there, as we mentioned before the break, that Javi Baez uh, returned to a Cubs uh, to to the Cubs team is very possible, according to John Heyman of MLB Network, his tweet uh, last weekend. You, maybe you have a couple of pieces to build around. I know you have uh, Swindell, who's been doing well. I know mm-hmm. Patrick, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, you have uh, Patrick Winston, who won, I believe, in a Rookie of the Month award. So mm-hmm. congratulations to him. I saw mm-hmm. him when he did. To, I saw the damage he did to the White Sox last mm-hmm. weekend. And so 
it looks like you may could build around him, but if you bring Javi Baez back, maybe he has something to build on. But if Baez doesn't come back, okay, you have Swindell, maybe. I think you do something with Patrick Wister, but and of course you have Wilson Contreras, the catcher, and Kyle Hendricks, your starting pitcher, but that's really not too much to build around. Yeah, and I think that's going to be interesting to see what direction do the Cubs want to go. You know, they can't cry poor. You know, they got, I'm sure they got revenue coming in. So are they going to try to maybe mm-hmm. get Rizzo back? Are they going to try to, you know, maybe get a big bat or get some pitching or try to contend, you know, for next, for 2022? So I, I, I don't know. I mean, 2021, I should say. So I, I don't, or 2022, I should say so. But I, I don't know. I mean, that that's going to be the thing. I mean, is that is that going to be a building block? I mean, if, and plus, unfortunately, with the tickets being as cheap as they are over at Wrigley, a lot of Cubs fans aren't going to the games. So you got to think, mm-hmm. will that wake up the Ricketts family and say, you know what, maybe we need to start spending so that maybe people can contend again? Because you can get away with it this year because we know everybody knew that was going to happen. You probably get away with it with the first part of next year. But mm-hmm. if by this time next year you're not at least starting to kind of, you know, showing of what you got to come, maybe perhaps contend to 2023, you're not going to be able to sell that to Cubs fans. I've been saying that for see, like mm-hmm. forever and forever now, but it's kind of come to fruition at this point. Yeah, that's a great point because, as you mentioned, next year you'll be going into year three of the uh, Cubs network, the Marquee Network, which they do a great job, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, like, yeah, it, 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 this fan base doesn't see progress by this time. Whoever's on the field, then there's going to be problems. As you mentioned, they haven't sold out every game uh, since they uh, let the a full capacity. I know there's a couple of games that they uh, sold out full capacity, including that White Sox series uh, early last month, which I was at at the second game, the Rodon 11 pro- strikeout performance game. But like you said, Cubs fans hasn't, haven't shown up. They still support their team, but you can trace this back to the end of the 03 season. Of course, the Dusty Baker crew, we all know what mm-hmm. happened, and then a big hot mess after that. But the the whole fortunes of this franchise changed then when they lost to the Florida Marlins back in the 03 NLCS. And the expectations for Cubs changed them, and especially for the fans. Uh, this lovable loser mentality is gone. Of course, we saw what happened in 2016 uh, by them breaking that curse. Uh, the the lovable loser mentality is gone. And so, Cubs fans, you should expect more from your team. You should expect uh, your front office to get the best players possible. The Rickets have money. It's just how they're going to spend it. Will they spend it wisely? Uh, Take a page from the White Sox playing. They did did the playing when Theo was there helping out Jed Hoyer. Now, Theo's working with the front office in baseball. But but will, will they uh, uh, invest more in their scouting? Because uh, with these trades that, that they had back in July at the deadline, they were trying to rebuild their farm system on the fly. I don't know if they'll be able to do both, rebuild their farm system and compete at the same time. And that's the question they're going to have to face during this offseason. But will they uh, be patient and stick to the plan, or will, they, will we have an open checkbook uh, during this offseason? I don't know if that's going to be possible. Looking at it now, I don't believe so, but we'll never know. We'll see what happens between now and the end of the season. Absolutely. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, along with Sydney Brown. I'm like <clears throat> I'm Lakina McGee. Now, Sid, what impressed you, you know, so far? You know, what, what impressed you this week in Major League Baseball? Uh, a couple of things. The San Francisco Giants afforded the 
sweep um, with their win yesterday against the Milwaukee Brewers. As we told you on Monday, uh, whoever won this series, perhaps maybe the representative of the National League in the World Series. Uh, we're still a little bit ways away from that, but uh, Milwaukee showed why they're the best team in the National League. Of course, they have a 10-game lead over the Cincinnati Reds as we speak. Uh, uh, they uh, they took advantage of the Giants' mistakes. Uh, they had timely hitting. As I said before, they're the National League's version of, of the Chicago White Sox, although the White Sox have a little bit more balanced team. But the Milwaukee Brewers should not be a team that people sleep on. You still have Freddie Peralta as one of the best starting pitchers in the National League. Of course, Brandon Woodruff has been good. He struggled a little, little bit lately, but He's still one of the top pitchers in the National League. And, of course, they have a, a balanced offense. Christian Yelch is really having a resurging year. Mm-hmm. And you have no-name guys that are just filling their roles, doing their part. And also, they had injuries as well. But uh, playing in that now week in El Central, they have taken advantage of it. I know Cincinnati is not going to win the division. They haven't gone away in terms of the wild card. But Milwaukee – uh, uh, they still have something to play for, obviously, besides winning the division. As we mentioned uh, last episode, they're still going to try to get home field advantage throughout the NL playoffs, so they, and they've been playing with, with a sense of urgency uh, these last couple of weeks, and you saw that in that series against the Giants this week. Yeah, and well, speaking of uh, the giant, well, actually, you know what? Speaking of comebacks, the Phillies, you know, had a big comeback against mm-hmm. the Nationals. They were down six zero. They were able to come back and win that game. Now they're only they've won six in a row as of this recording, and now they're only within two games of the Atlanta Braves, who've had their struggles lately. Even though they they were able to, they won yesterday. Mm-hmm. But uh, that I mean, look, I think that division is you know that AL that NL East, I should say that that's gonna. Going to come down to the wire there. Of course, you know, the Braves were able to salvage one of their games against the Rockies. And of course, I told you about the Phillies come back. But what do you think <laughs> about this, the division at this point? Because it's going to, it's going to be, it's kind of like hot potato. It seems like nobody wants to win it. Like you thought that maybe the Braves, you know, but then again, they benefited from having a soft part of the schedule. Now mm-hmm. the Phillies are coming back. But, you know, wh- where do you see this division at this point? <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's still Atlanta's uh, division to lose. I know that Ozzy Obles uh, was injured the other night uh, um, in their mm-hmm. series against the Dodgers. It was, uh, Atlanta got swept by the Dodgers in their series on the left coast. But as you mentioned, hopefully they take advantage of the softest part of the schedule. They got the Colorado Rockies this weekend. Like, as you mentioned, they won the opener last night. Got a chance to check out a couple innings of that ball game. But uh, Philadelphia, I still don't trust that bullpen. I don't. Shout out Joe Girardi, uh, Chicago's very own. Uh, their office is hit and miss at times. Uh, uh, the back end that started rotation, I don't like. Like I said, their bullpen is, is you know, <laughs> uh, you get shaking your head at best. But uh, I, the New York Mets, I know we, we'll get to it now. I know they, they, they beat the Miami Marlins this week. I know. Everybody and their mama, as the kids will say, apologize to the fans from Javi Baez, Francisco Lindor, um, to the management team. They all apologize, giving a thumbs up. And then now they're, as I believe, their sister GM is under some DUI stupidness. And now he's on administratively. Uh, <laughs> it's not a laughing manner, but uh, the, the, the mess, they really shot themselves in the foot these last 10 days or so. And. You know, just hopefully uh, the only thing that those players can control is what they and what happens on the field. And if they just start winning ball games and get back in its ways, that'll be the, uh, the, a great thing for them. But I don't know if they could do that. 
Yeah, they've won four in the row the Mets have, and despite all, mm-hmm. in spite of all that stuff you just mentioned, but it's going to be interesting, though, can they hang on here? Because I know that Javi, poor Javi is realizing that, you're, at least here in Chicago, people understood him. You know, he thought that we knew how his mindset works, and, you know, that's sort of real quirky, and, yes, he swings at everything, but, you know, that's sort of like his thing. Mm-hmm. But New York, we look, we know how, how I don't want to say how fickle they are, than the fans in New York, but they kind of mm-hmm. can do get kind of, you know, fickle at times, so... I think, you know, he's learning that, yeah, you know what, mm, no, no, no. But, uh, but look, I mean, I mean, look, winning is sort of the thing that kind of like cures everything and, you know, quiets everything. So, you know, they, they've done that though. They've won four in a row. Yeah. They, you know, they beat the Marlins. So that's in the national. So it's not really a big thing, but no, they have the nationals mm-hmm. again, again this weekend. So hopefully that those little tempers are kind of quiet down a bit, but again, we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, let's head over to the NL West. Of course, the big weekend series starts tonight over by the Bay between the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers are are tied with the Giants for the top lead in that division. Lakina, on Wednesday, Max, Max Scherzer uh, pitched for the <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers, and he didn't get the no decision. He got the no decision, but the, the Dodgers were able to come back to sweep the Braves. I know there were some fans in Los Angeles listening to uh, their flagship station of uh, AM570 in Los Angeles. Uh, some fans were upset that Max Scherzer is not pitching in this series. Uh, and, I, and I get where some Dodgers fans were coming from. This, this, I know the Braves are, are current leaders in the NL East, and you may see them again in the playoffs, but which series is more important, the Braves or the Dodgers? I'm sorry, the Braves or the Giants? It's the Giants because you're catching them in the division. If you beat the Braves, you lose twice, fine. But the, uh, the, this this series for the Dodgers against the Giants this weekend is much is much more important, and he should have been pitching one of these three games in this series. Now they're tied, and they can still win two out of three. I don't have the uh, pitching matchups in front of me, but uh, uh, it's, it's in the best interest of the Dodgers to take at least two out of three from the Giants. I know. Uh, they uh, both these teams have, have beat up each other all year long. Uh, the season series series is tied up at eight games apiece. Mm-hmm. But uh, which which team needs this series more? The Giants who have been struggling, or the Dodgers who have been hot recently over the last couple of weeks? I think the Giants do because of the fact that they can. This is sort of like their their chance to get the stranglehold in that division. You know, they haven't really mm-hmm. looked back in the last few months. But again. You know, the Dodgers, I know I, I, that was a little bit weird, the fact that, you know, that Scherzer, you didn't really need Scherzer. You didn't really need Scherzer mm-hmm. against the Braves. I mean, I know the Braves have been kind of hot lately, but you're a lot better mm-hmm. than the Braves, so they could have. Dave Roberts could have did some maneuvering, so I can understand why Dodgers fans were upset about that. It'll be David Price against Anthony Discalfani in, you know, in the game tonight. Um, it'll be Julio Urias, who has been on a tear lately for the Dodgers, although it mm-hmm. hasn't been decided yet. Gabe Keller has not, des- has not said who will be pitching that game. But and also to Walker Buehler will start on Sunday again. That no, no, we're not who will start for the Giants that game. That, that you know that game for the Sunday night game on ESPN. But I, I mean, look, you've got they got three very capable pitchers for the Dodgers, so it's not like. But then again, that's why you traded for Scherzer to pitch in these kind of games and these mm-hmm. kind of series. So it'll be interesting to see. Look, if the Dodgers end up winning, you know, sweeping the series or at the very least win two out of three. And they get a strength, and they get a lead in the division going into you know next week after the Labor Day. It won't matter if they somehow get swept or they lose the series against the against the Giants. Yeah, Dodgers fans are gonna be up in arms. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, basically to the words out of my mouth, if they take two out of three or sweep the Giants, I believe the division is theirs, and the Giants won't be able to get it back, and the Giants will have to 
worry about playing in the NL wild card game. But if the, if the if the Dodgers get swept or lose two out of three, obviously the, the sense of urgency will be on to avoid playing in that wild card game. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina with you as we talk baseball. Lakina, let's go over to the American League East. Of course, Tampa Bay and Boston were battling out this week. Boston finally got off the schneid with a big four nothing win down there in Tampa Bay last night. They still, I believe, four and a half games out. Uh, the Yankees, uh, they lost three or four uh, to the Anaheim Angels. I'm assuming that's what they're called. <laughs> Shohei Otani stole home plate during that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett Cole actually pitched uh, uh, pitched a well of a game the other night, and the Yankees only went in that series with another double-ditch strikeout game. Lakina, call me crazy. Is this still Tampa Bay's division to win, or do we see another run coming from either Boston or the Yankees? Well, that's the million dollar question, right? I mean, are we going to mm-hmm. get you know, the Yankees? I know the Yankees, you know, they lost, the, they lost their series. Excuse me, lost their series against the, the, the you know, LA Angels of Orange County. I don't know how they're, what they're calling it nowadays. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I mean, like in the, in, the, in the Red Sox, I mean, look, having Chris Sale back has been, you know, big for them. So I think that's actually helped them, I think, you know, kind of stabilize their pitching. <laughs> but uh, again, you know what? I, I think. They all they all have to play each other. Look at their schedule. They all have to play each other in the next few weeks. So it's really going to depend on how everyone <laughs> does. You know, the Yankees they get the they get the Orioles uh, this weekend. So there's no reason why they shouldn't win that series. You know, they, they still got to play Boston. They still got to play Tampa. The Yankees do. So like I said, they all got to play <laughs> each other in these next few weeks of the season. So it's all going to depend on who you know who can benefit from you know the the, the rest of their scheduling. I mean, look if you look at the the. The race schedule, it's a little, I mean, I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's diff is, you know, they got Toronto a lot. They have Minnesota, they got Detroit, mm-hmm. they got Toronto, I think like six, five or six, you know, six or seven times at Houston too. So it's all going to depend on how everybody does against the, the schedule that they have. So it's also, that's all that's going to depend on. Uh, to the schedule makers in baseball, I guess they could for- they had the foresight of what was what was to come, right? But as we say all the time, Lakina, the, um, we're out of the dog days of August. We're into this month of September. And you look at your schedule and you look at the opponents that you play. Uh, you look at the opponents that are lesser than you. Uh, is you, uh, is human tendency to walk in and say we got these guys? Just like you mentioned, the Yankees are playing Baltimore this weekend, starting tonight. Oh, this is Baltimore. We should win this series. Uh, we should win this series, no problem. And guess what happens? Uh, a team like Baltimore could take two out of three or perhaps sweep you. And then at the end of the season, when you're uh, sitting at home and you know, watching everybody else in the playoffs, you look at back at series like this and say, we should have won against that team. We should have uh, beat this team. Uh, we didn't do this. We didn't do that. So uh, going into the month of September, uh, those lesser opponents don't have nothing to play for in terms of playoffs, but they have something to play for in terms of uh, keeping their jobs with their teams or signing their free agents elsewhere. So these lower, lower bottom teams like Baltimore and Pittsburgh and the Cubs and Cleveland and Kansas City, they still have something to play for, not in terms of the playoffs, but to perhaps um, put a dent into those teams that are ahead of them to maybe uh, push them back in the seedings or just um, knock them out of the playoffs uh, entirely. 
Well, and also to you got you know, Seattle, so they still think they still have not shot a shot again in those wild card <laughs> spots. So yeah, I think they're going to play a factor. They play Boston in the next couple of weeks. So you got to think they'll have something to say on who wins that AL East. But uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, to say the least, but going into these last few weeks. But yeah, I mean, I think if you're a baseball, you gotta be feeling pretty good right now, the way you set the scheduling, mm-hmm. you know, look at the, going to the West. I mean, look at Houston, Houston's kind of like, they've lost a couple in a row. They, they lost their series. So they're not really pulling away in that division. Yeah. So. They're battling the White Sox for the number two seed right now in the AL. Yeah. So that's going to be, that's going to be uh, interesting. Also too, with the matchup purposes. So if you're Houston, mm-hmm. you gotta, you know, especially you still got the, both the A's and the Mariners breathing down your neck. So that's going to be sort of like the deterrent on who will actually get that number two C. So Houston's got a lot to play for as well. So, and also too, you got to think, you got to think that, you know, spoilers, you got to, sure you got, the, you got the Nationals, like you said, and also to the Orioles. I'm sure that they got a lot of, you know, scrappy guys, you know, they're wondering that maybe they can probably perhaps play spoiler for some of these teams. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, also, too, let's give Manchester Scott service credit uh, as we did yes. on our last episode for the Seattle Manners. I believe yeah. you got a contract extension, if I, if I read correctly. I'll check. I but, believe. yeah, I think you're right. I, th- I think I saw okay. that somewhere. But, yeah, I think you might be right. But I'll check. Yeah. He's done a yeah, really but, great job. He's done a really great yeah. job with the Mariners. Now, if they could just shore up their pitching, they can get a couple of good mm-hmm. pitchers. You know, I think they could be right there, perhaps maybe challenge, you know, in the next few years, challenge the Astros and the A's for the, NL, for the AOS, I should say. Yeah, I believe so too. So, but these a bunch of no no name guys that haven't gotten any credit all year. They, I know they play in the upper, uh, we call the upper peninsula, the Pacific Northwest, and those are great fans in Seattle. Mm-hmm. They, and the Mariners haven't gotten any national love, but uh, they've been hanging around at this point. Uh, unfortunately, I think they'll come up short. But uh, this they're going to be a team to record with, not just for this season, but hopefully uh, next year as well. Yeah, they definitely got the got you know nice you know core players, so they can just add a few pieces. You know, like you said, so they're kind of like you know Seattle is a beautiful city, so I'm I'm kind of surprised that there are no like these big free agents to kind of get to Seattle. But you know, they they got a loyal fan base, so and we know how loyal the Seattle the city of Seattle are. City of Seattle is their their team, so you know, hopefully they can you know get to. You know, maybe they can finish strong and maybe just miss the playoffs and like maybe we can get they can look this make themselves look good to future free agents. Yeah. Before we move on, Lakina, what's the most what's the important series that that baseball fans should be watching for this weekend? Besides the White Sox and the Orioles, and which I have another note to mention about tonight's game with that telecast in just a moment, but what's all the other important series from around baseball this upcoming weekend? Oh, you mean besides the Giants and the Dodgers too? <laughs> that should be- yeah, that too. <laughs> oh yeah, that oh yeah, oh yeah, that series. Oh uh, well, yeah, that should be a fun one too. Um, Houston and San Diego. I mean, San Diego really needs to have a good mm-hmm. showing to have to at least stay within kind of like a float in the NL and the wild card. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're fourteen out in the West, so they're not going to win the West. But it's just, it's just you know, they they definitely underachieved this year. So you gotta, you know, mm-hmm. all you can say is just hope that you can probably make it to make. A, a case in the wild card spot. Uh, let's see what else do we have. That's big series. Um, maybe St. Louis and Milwaukee. I, I guess. Uh, St. Louis. Uh, I hate to say they may be running out of games, but they've been making a charge these last three weeks. Yeah, and really and not they one. Call, call schedule as well. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I'm not really saying. I mean, Oakland, Oakland, Toronto. This weekend might be a good mm-hmm. one. I mean, Toronto's still trying. Big to- Toronto for Toronto. Hmm. Big for both teams, but bigger for Toronto. Yeah, they, they, if you're Toronto, if you're a Blue Jays fan, you hope that maybe you're, you're five back in that second wild card spot. So 
you're mm-hmm. hoping that you really need this to kind of like stay within the grass because you got to jump over a lot of teams. So that's a big series. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, if you're if you're the Phillies, you know, don't look past the Marlins. They've had your number, although you did catch up. You actually won your last series with them, so that's definitely even. So you're trying to you know stay within distance with the Braves in the NL East. So get better. You know, don't take the Marlins too lightly. And yeah, that's really about it. I mean. Nothing really much. So, what was the what was the special note you wanted to say about about the upcoming White Sox series with the Royals? Uh, tonight's game will be seen on NBC Sports Chicago. If you have the MLB.tv app, of course, you watch it and listen to us in the Chicago land area. You can watch it on NBC Sports Chicago on your cable system. Um, Jason Benetti will be calling the college football game tonight. I forgot which game. And Steve Stone is, is away on, for some reason. But the Chicago Bulls television crew of Adam Amin and Stacey King will be calling tonight's Royals-White Sox game. <laughs> oh, God. Hot sauce. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, that hot sauce. Yeah, I'm about to say, give him the hot sauce. I'm only going to be saying it for a couple of Eloy home runs. So that should be, yeah. <laughs> that should be fun. <laughs> Already? 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 <laughs> Okay, yeah, but yeah, look, I mean, look, you know, we know, look, we know Adam and me, you know, we know he's he's called baseball games for years, so we know mm-hmm. that that's not that's not going to be a problem for him. I, I love, I know, I know, Stacey's a big baseball fan, so that'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. how how he does calling calling games but uh, yeah that should be a lot of fun so you guys check it out on nbc sports chicago with adam amin and stacy king yeah well stacy king do his signature um poster because when the bulls play a dunks on the opponent he usually gives the player's signature on the telling story will he do that for a strikeout or for like you said for a home run if he doesn't do the game in the hot sauce i want to be what does he what special does he have planned so many advice i just don't get shut out tonight I want to see what he what they have what he has planned because I'm sure he got a couple of tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, oh no, you know he does, and you know he does. I know she's been. I know he's been looking forward to this, so that should be a fun one. That should be a fun uh, telecast um, tonight. So, anything else you want to you know, do before we go to break? Yeah, so let's give our audience a little preview because next Friday around the time we're gonna give you a full dose. A uh, hashtag football Friday. McKinnon, I know this is week one of the college football. This is your lane. You're gonna give us your your big games to watch from the college football world every week. Last night, uh, I didn't get a chance to catch the whole game. I saw a couple of highlights. The Ohio State Buckeyes came back behind the armor. C.J. Stroud for a touchdown pass in the second half as they defeated Minnesota 49 to 21. Uh, I'm not saying Mr. Stroud is going to win the Heisman, but he, he's putting in his candidacy, even though it's one weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I saw some of that game against Minnesota. You know, Minnesota, you know, had not done, you know, if Tanner Morgan had not taken the sack and you know was stripped of, you know, that that you know strip sack for a touchdown that ended up you know kind of opening the game up for them. Mm-hmm. But that was just a, yeah, that was not a good. And I think, and I'm glad Tanner Morgan kind of like took it on himself and said, you know what, yeah, that was on me. You know, he's a he's a senior, so you think he would know better than to do that. You're you're, tra- you're taught not to do that. But you know, look, a nice win for Ohio State. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be easy. I know people always oh, gonna be easy. Ohio State, you know, will win it easily, but that's not gonna happen. So. You know, but a nice showing for them. If you saw the UCF Boise State game yesterday, that was a pretty. They actually had to wait like an hour and a half because there was some severe weather that hit the area, so they had to wait like an hour and mm-hmm. a half before they could kick off. But and and UCF was actually down, I think about seventeen to nothing, but they were able to twenty-one nothing. Mm-hmm. 
if they had, they were able to come back. And Gus Malzahn, remember, he's a former Auburn coach. He's over there now, and that's actually the largest comeback for him and also, too, for the program. <laughs> so, you know, this will be sort of a nice thing, but they got to worry about Cincinnati, too, in the American. So that they're going to have a tough go at it, no, no doubt, and for that uh, for that um, um, that conference and perhaps be that – that plus not plus one, but also be that that New Year's six representative for the the New Year's six bowl games coming up. But um, looking at the schedule for this is uh, unofficially week one. We had uh, week zero, I, I guess, but uh, that's sort of confusing. But going into week <laughs> or K week two, depending on how you look at it. But uh, you know, gonna, gonna be some really good matchups. I mean, you got you know Kansas with everything that went on. Wait, oh wait, I got the wrong wrong thing here scheduling but uh that's for next week but uh silly computer acting a little slow but you know some you know you got some really good games you know coming up uh this you know tonight you know you got north carolina and virginia tech you know mac brown that's a five o'clock game on espn that's tonight michigan state northwestern at eight o'clock also too that's the second double head double double head on espn mm-hmm. um northwestern hoping to uh, get their revenge for last season <laughs> mm-hmm. The fighting Mel Tuckers, who actually looks pretty good. He's actually trained down. He lost, I think, about twenty pounds this off season. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, look pretty good there. Um, you know, any other any of the matchups or tickle your fans? And I don't know if you had the schedule for you, said, but any of the matchups that you that you see coming up this weekend? I'm looking forward to that Wisconsin Penn State. I know we touched on it. Excuse me on our last episode. We know Wisconsin is known for their offensive line play, running the football in their defense. Penn State. They're always hanging hanging around. Shout out to Coach Franklin, but I believe that game is in Wisconsin, correct? Or yes, sir. Yep, yep. It is. It is. So it's going to be a tough road game for the Nittany Nittany Lions. We say that five times fast. <laughs> but uh, no, that's a Fox uh, Big Blue Saturday kickoff for Fox. <laughs> but I, I expect that to be a close game. I think Wisconsin is going to come down to their running game. As we mentioned on our last episode, uh, they really struggled last year. So that was one of the reasons why Northwestern w- was in the Big Ten title game. But it was going to come down to running the ball for Wisconsin and their defense. If they can get pressure on Penn State's quarterback, uh, it, it should carry the day for the for the Badgers. So I got Wisconsin winning that game in a close one. Yeah, that should it'll be definitely be a close one there between those two. Also, Oklahoma and Tulane. You know that that game was actually supposed to be in Tulane, but of course, you know with Hurricane Ida just establishing that area. But uh, yeah, it's now going to be in Oklahoma. You know, so it's it's going to be very uh, interesting, no doubt. And uh, yeah, that should be a fun one. We got Spencer Rattler, who is the you know potential, who is the uh, one of the Heisman favorites, if you will, and. That should be a fun one too, you know. Hopefully, to kind of you know show up his Heisman resume, if you will. But uh, who can yeah, outscore who? Big Twelve and... action. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's sort of like as you you're a girl, okay? So you got you you kind of we lost for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting so excited. <laughs> Then I'll say the excitement. Look, look, you got you got sit all excited for college football. He dropped his uh, he dropped, he dropped his, uh, his headphones there on his device. Board. Yeah, that should yeah, that should be a fun one too. Also, a lot of emotion too. So that should be an interesting one. Um, Fresno State in Oregon. That should be a good one. In mm-hmm. Eugene, um, Alabama, Miami. That's a that's a. That's I'm looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward this, to that one. Let me tell you right now. I know it's what? legal, but this is a free free pick. <laughs> Alabama will win the game, but the U will cover. The <laughs> okay. U will cover. Okay, yeah. The U will cover. I'm putting them on the table right now. I'm putting them on the table. <laughs> you went on the table. Okay. 
Okay, in the Big Ten, a good one here in the Big Ten over in Kinnick Stadium. You've got that's a two thirty game on the Big Ten Network. Kind of surprised on the ABC, but you know, actually mm-hmm. the actually the Bama Miami is on ABC. That's probably why. But mm-hmm. Indiana and Iowa. I mean, Indiana's having one of their best that their best you know surge you know streaks in a while. They're no longer the hundred. That's a very good five. underrated game. Yeah, and I, I'm well surprised this is not getting more love nationally. That should be a lot of fun at Kick Stadium, and with also to the full crowds, that should be uh should be fun, mm-hmm. and I'll, it'll be rocking. Um, also to Texas and Louisiana, you know Texas got a new coach now, Steve Sarkeesian. Louisiana, they had a good season last year. You know, don't take them lightly. There, mm-hmm. some people say they could, you know, perhaps contend for one of those, you know, for a high New Year's New Year's Six box, but that should be a fun one. Also, too, you got San Jose State who had one of their best seasons in a while. They're going to be at USC. I'm, I'm, I'm employing SC fans to not take this game lightly either. You know, they have a really good front seven in San Jose State with the Aggies. So, you know, I, I would I would advise folks not to take this game lightly. So they could definitely perhaps – Spartans, I should say, of San Jose State, I should say. But, yeah, that that's a good Spartans team. So look out for them. Any other games that kind of catch your attention for tomorrow or going into the, the Labor Day weekend? Uh, Georgia and Clemson. I'm surprised you didn't mention that yet. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that game. Of course, I was waiting DJ, for you. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> DJ, the new quarterback for Clemson. I want to see how he does against a great Georgia defense. Of course, Georgia is always one of the top um, top uh, programs in the country in terms of winning, competing for national championships. That should be a great game. Of course, Sunday night. Uh, Notre Dame against Florida State. I know Florida State is going to have a lot of emotions, of course. The former coach Bobby Bowden passed away a few weeks ago, and Notre Dame is looking forward to get back into the national championship picture. So that, that that should be interesting. And Monday night, you can remind me. I know Louisville is playing. I forgot who Mrs. they're playing on Monday. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Okay, yeah. Ole Miss. So uh, Louisville, one of those sneaky teams again. Ole Miss. Uh, they still one of those quote unquote lost teams in the SEC. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, one of the top two, perhaps uh, underrated teams in the country. Yeah, that should be a fun a matchup there. Of course, you know, got Lane Kiffin over there, over there, Ole Miss. So that should be a fun one. Also, a couple of West Coast games on Saturday. You got LSU, UCLA, UCLA with a solid showing against Hawaii. And LSU, you know, I'm sure all the emotions we know what happened with Hurricane Ida. So you got to think how their emotions are going to mm-hmm. be for this game. Also to Nevada and Cal, that should be a fun one there. That's a nightcap on at 9:30 on FS1. Also to New Mexico State and San San, San Diego State, I should say. That's the CBS Sports Network game. That's the uh that'll be at 9:30. Also to a very late game, we got Utah State and Wichita uh, Washington State, I should say. You know that should be a fun one there. Over in Poland, Washington. So yeah, so a lot of great matchups for this weekend of the season. So a lot of should be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yeah, so real quick, one more note about college football before we take our, our top of the hour break. UNLV, I know they haven't been famous in terms of football since Randall Cunningham when we were kids. Hmm. Uh, we're not outdating ourselves. But <laughs> but they lost again to Eastern Washington last night. Wasn't that the same school a couple years ago? They lost to Cam Newton's brother in Howard University. In I Memphis, believe you're Christ. right. <laughs> I believe you're right, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the one <laughs> Well, an interesting thing too, you you bring up that game. Uh, Dan Hawkins, if people remember, was a, you know, if you remember, you know, remember he had that infamous rant saying, "It's a Division One football. It's a big, it's a Big Twelve. He was at Colorado at the time, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a very uh, interesting thing. Uh, well, also too, also to UC Davis, you know, upsetting uh, Tulsa. 
that's the one that, that's where Dan Hawkins is now. So that's <laughs> so that's a whole lot of a whole lot of like weird upsets too. So yeah. <laughs> so you gotta love the type of year where a lot of teams that you didn't think you know could were could win, but they're actually winning. So you know, a nice win for Dan Hawkins and uh, UC Davis over at FCS. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations to both of those schools. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two straight ahead as you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sydney Brown along with Lakina McGee. We'll have more sports and more fun, including uh, our friend of the show, Mr. Spiro Diaz, who will be coming up uh, at the bottom of the next hour from CBS Sports and from Turner. We'll talk to you about the NFL and the NBA. So stay tuned. A whole lot more fun after this. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11-17, of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9-19 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast update so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Bluestar medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically. Dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports live and in living color on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, CK80, that's S I D K I D A 0. S I D K I D A 0. You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena Oscar McGee on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. You can listen to uh, your favorite shows live. And if you miss them, you can catch them on the replay. They're saved right there in the app. So make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. You can buy the, uh, download the app from the Google Play Store and the Apple iTunes Store as well. So make sure it, the app says Sports Zone Chicago. Also, you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, so Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. 
I think I got all that. And if you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by simply searching for War on Anchor on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in the search engine box, W-A-R-R on Anchor, and that's on all podcast platforms. And follow the guys at War Media at W-A-R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we are on the path generally fun, and we have very definite opinions. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, okay, uh, Sid, I guess, you know, while we're waiting for us, you know, our, like I said, our buddy Spiro Diaz from CBS Sports and Turner will join us at the bottom of the hour. Now, now that, now what kind of caught your attention here is some of the NFL news that, you know, that, that came down the pike. Cam Newton was released from mm-hmm. the Patriots. Matt Jones is your starting quarterback. Now, do you agree with this decision or, you know, is it like there's something, some people say it might be because, you know, Cam's not vaccinated and do you see him having, finding himself a, a, a new home, you know, middle of the season what are your thoughts uh i think that cam um not being vaccinated actually played a part in it i think there's no doubt about that and i think bill belichick moving remember he moved up to draft mr jones uh in this year's draft so you know, you knew that that mac was bill belichick's guy so bill belichick as i said before he doesn't uh he doesn't like that seven and nine record from last year on his record that stain on his record so he's going to do everything possible to uh, make sure that the Patriots are a playoff team. Uh, we'll, I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll have time to give our predictions this week. We'll have to give it next week right before the season starts. So right. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised, but not really surprised once you look into the story. Now, going down to Jacksonville and new head coach Urban Meyer from the college ranks, now the Jacks, he said that uh, the vax, uh, p- uh, vaccination status of the players did not play a part. While uh, if the players, uh, why one of the reasons why the players got cut in that, of course, uh, Jacksonville and the NFL uh, had to come out and basically tell Urban Meyer to shut up yeah. if you really want to read into it and say, well, was, we don't discriminate against that. Uh, just keep that quiet. We know what you're doing, but can you keep that quiet, please? Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, but as we. As we told you guys in the last few months of the show, uh, if if it comes down to a player trying to make the team, if you have two players on uh, fighting for one, one roster spot, if player A is vaccinated and then player B is not vaccinated, which player they're going going to go with? Player A, who's yes. vaccinated, and that's what's well, been happening. Well, yeah, and also too, I think I think Urban Meyer kind of said the quiet part out loud. I don't think, look, I think exactly. you're in the NFL. I don't think if you're in the NFL, even the the NFL PA, you probably did not want that out. That yeah, that you know, yes, it, <laughs> they're going to be, you know, you're going to get released because of you know vaccination with the players. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, it is sort of like what's out. So I'm I'm, I'm wondering, like, mm-hmm. okay, I think maybe also too the fact that remember he didn't have. You know, remember he had to sell out maybe about five days to talk about Cam, you know, because of the mm-hmm. misunderstanding with the protocols and stuff. So that's why that didn't help him either. So I'm wondering, like, you know what? It, it's, 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 you know what? I mean, we'll see. I mean, I know a lot of people said maybe Cam to Dallas. I know some people have said maybe Dallas. I know some people have said maybe Washington to Reno is old coach Ron Rivera. You know, do you see him perhaps maybe having a home this, you know, sometime this season or sometime later in the season? 
I don't think he'll have a home in week one, which starts next week. Actually, starts this coming Thursday. But I don't think that he'll have a home for week one. But I think he'll have a home at some point this year because, as we talked about before, and we uh, brought up a little bit in our last hour, COVID in professional sports, in particular the NFL, which we're talking about now, uh, the NFL is really trying to protect themselves because we all know that it comes down to the almighty dollar at the end. They don't want that to move the games around like they did a year ago. They go and they have to forfeit any games last year. It looks like they're not gonna. They don't want to forfeit any games this year, even though fans are returning back to back uh, inside the stadiums, inside the stands. And so that's what this is all about. But go, uh, going back to Kim, I think he will have a home. Which team is that? We don't know. But he's sitting in a very good position right now. I know some people uh, want to question his character by saying that uh, uh, he's not going to go to uh, any but uh, to certain teams because we all. That we all know that he's going to be signed as a backup quarterback if he wants to get picked up right now before the season starts. But he has to leverage if he starts the uh, starts next Sunday on the couch because it's always going to be a couple of uh, quarterbacks that are going to go down. There's going to be a quarterback or two that's going to have uh, insufficient play. And once that happens, the contract's not too bad. Uh, that particular team is going to cut him. So, you know, injuries always take place uh, in the first few weeks of the season anyway. So, if you're Cam Newton, of course, you want to be on the opening roster next weekend. But I think it's going to do him some good to sit out, uh, to, to be on the couch next Sunday because in the next few weeks, you know, someone's going to go down or somebody's going to play bad enough, they're going to get released. And so it's going to open up a job for Mr. Newton. So will Cam play this year? Yes. I don't think it's going to be, he's going to be on the, on the roster for week one. Yeah, I think that's probably. I think that might have been why they they actually released him as you know as late as they did because I guess they wanted him to try to find a home. But like you said, said I think that you know teams are already you know setting up their roster, fifty three man roster. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe you know maybe by by six or seven by halfway through the season. Sorry about that, folks. My I'm charging my uh, my my doorbell there <laughs> behind me, so that's why you know they're doing it. But yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna. I think he probably will be able to kind of you know. I think he will find a home if they you know injuries happen. You know, lack of production. So he, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think he'll be in. You know, he, of course he won't have the time to be ready week one. You know, and sit behind a clipboard. But I'm thinking about by seven or eight. You know, by halfway through the season, maybe he probably mm-hmm. will get some. We probably will be some. I can, I can definitely see that. Yeah, but at least by mid October, mid to late October, because as we we see every year, Lakina, uh, injuries, especially at the quarterback position, uh, happens every year. And pay attention to the, a couple of these places: Indianapolis, right, Philadelphia. Even though they picked up Minshew. Washington, I know they believe in Fitzpatrick, but head coach Ron Rivera, uh, I was a coach Cam a few years ago, but if he, uh, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is injured, you would think that Ron Rivera would give him a call, correct? Unless he knows something that we don't know, the, the reason why he didn't pick up Cam Newton. You yeah, would think. that's good. Yeah, I would think, I would hope so. Yeah. So pay attention to the, those types of teams and so I would say Detroit, but they got to play Jared Goff to make the team look good because they traded for him and you know to get rid of Matt Stafford early in the offseason. So I will cross out Detroit. Green Bay is not going to do it unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. They're not going to pick up Cam. So Minnesota, they're not going to do it. Cincinnati is not going to do it. Pittsburgh, I know some people say Pittsburgh should pick him up. I know Ben Roethlisberger is in his last year in a Pittsburgh uniform. Uh, it's a slight possibility, but I don't see it right now. So, some people say even Baltimore. 
I don't know. Like I said, Lamar Jackson, we know is a star. He's a starter, but but as of right now, Ooh. Cam Newton doesn't have that many options in terms of being a starter right now. But as we said before, a couple of these starting quarterbacks go down. Cam Newton's in a, a greater position because he's healthy. And he's ready. He'll be ready to go. Yeah, I think that's. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll, ha- he'll keep himself in shape. Uh, I'm sure he'll. Mm-hmm. He'll keep himself. You know. You know. He'll, I'm sure he'll be playing around. I'm sure they'll be working out and spending various you know places wherever he lives. And I'm sure he'll keep himself. You know, in shape in case someone calls. Cause I think they will. Somebody mm-hmm. will call him. I think so. Again, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of like looking forward to seeing how he does with this because I kind of feel like maybe, you know, some self-reflection maybe for Cam. And I know some people say, well, maybe he should get vaccinated. Maybe, you know, some teams probably will be able to talk to him, but especially if he wants to go to Washington still, you know, going with, you know, Ron Rivera, who is, he knows is a, who, as you guys know, he's a cancer survivor. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I think he'll, I think I said, he'll, there'll definitely be some people waiting for his services. Yeah. Real quickly, Ken, I was thinking about this other team yesterday, but, uh, they still have uh, some questions to answer this year, and that's the New York Football Giants. And I said the kid will fit on the Giants, but they got to. Uh, this I know this is the year they're gonna. They have to find out if Daniel Jones is their guy going forward because Jim Wayne Gettleman is on the hot seat there. And I know Saquon Barkley, their star running back, who got injured here in Chicago in Week Two in last year's uh, in last year's game, he's on track to play next Sunday against the Denver Broncos, the season opener over there in New Jersey. But I thought the New York Giants can use Cam Services, but they want to find out if Daniel Jones will be the guy. So as of right now, Cam Newton won't be a member of the New York New York football Giants. Yeah, I think that's going to be – well, you think you think he probably would want to go to the Giants, though? Because if you're Cam, do you – you know, is it going to be sort of at the point where you're going to want to try and maybe perhaps maybe go to a contender maybe? That's why people are saying uh, Dallas. Yeah, some, yeah, some people are saying yeah. Washington. That's why. Yeah. Like I said, those two options are better than the New York Giants, unless the Giants get out to a surprise and start, and, and Daniel Jones happens to get hurt. But like you said, McKinnon, his better options are Dallas or Washington should either of those spots open up. I know right now Dak Prescott's the starter in Dallas, but Dallas needs a backup quarterback. Now, if Cam Newton can – I don't want to question his character, but – if he get, he'll have to accept a backup role if he wants to go to the Cowboys. If he does, then Dallas is his. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So again. So again. That's a that's another thing with with uh, with Dak Prescott's injury. So we'll see how mm-hmm. how he flourishes. Um, we'll see if, if someone gives him a call. But yeah, you know, let's talk a little bit about the Bears for a second. Now, of course, there's this thing about should you know should Justin Fields go ahead and start on Sunday nights. Next Sunday night, I should say, against the Rams. You know, of course, as promised with Andy Dalton. Ryan Pace reiterated an oppressor earlier this week that, you know, Andy is QB1 and that, you know, you know, Fields isn't ready and, you know, yada, yada, yada and such. But so what do you think? Uh, <laughs> Brian, this is the only time that Ryan Pace will talk this year, Lakina. Next time he'll talk will be after the season when the Bears failed to, fail to make the playoffs for the second time in four years in the head coach of Matt Nagy. So uh, I, I take a little to a little grain of salt of what Mr. Jim Ryan Pace says. So uh, I'm not even going to waste my time with, with, with um, what Mr. Pace says. I think we have our guest on the line with us. Yes. Introduce us to our audience, Lakina. Well, he's a friend of the show. You know, we've had him on, you know, multiple times. And he was actually one of the first guests that I had when I first started doing this show uh, years, years ago. But, you know, you can follow him at Spiro Diaz on Twitter. He does NFL and 
college shoes and also to the NBA for CBS and also to the NBA for Turner. So he is Spiro Diaz. Spiro, how are you? Hi, Lakina. Hi, Sydney. Good to see you guys. My apologies for not having a video capability on this computer, but it's good to see your faces. No, no, as long as we no can hear you, that's fine. No problem. <laughs> now we'll get, we'll get, well, let's get right to it, uh, Spiro. But, um, what what do you think? Of, what do you think is the sort of like the, the the ceiling for Justin Fields? Do you think he'll start week one? Will do you think he'll start week four? Where do you think you know uh, Justin Fields will start for the Bears? Oh, it's such a great question. You know the the one thing I like everyone else was was just so impressed with with his first paces of his preseason experience. Um, you know, you see the explosiveness, you see the versatility, you see all the the little things and the big things for that matter that the Bears front office saw in him and and certainly the things and the traits that have that fan base in Chicago so uh, excited about what this kid can do, where he can take this franchise. Uh, on the flip side of that, I think it's always important to remind ourselves that what happens in the preseason a lot of times is um, – uh, is not something that projects immediately to the NFL. And this is a question every year we have with all these the, you know, young quarterbacks that come into the league that are uh, high draft picks. Uh, the expectations are so immense that I, I just think sometimes it's best for them to sit back, uh, not have that immediate pressure uh, to put the franchise on their shoulders right out of the gate and and just allow them to settle in and We've seen that work with guys, you know, on one end of that spectrum, of course, is Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, who basically took a redshirt year um, and had that incredible experience of sitting back and watching a, a pro's pro like Alex Smith perform and I think led the league in in, uh, in passing in 2017. So Mahomes was able to sit back and see that, uh, get his reps in practice, go get all his mental reps, all the things that you do as a, as a number two quarterback, and then was able to – to jump in and obviously hit the ground running. So I don't think there is a blueprint that works. I think it's different with every player. But if he doesn't play immediately, I would not be uh, upset in the least if I was a Chicago Bear fan. I just think sometimes it's better to be cautious, um, see what what he can, what what you can put on his plate initially, you know, feel him out in terms of what the coaches see from him. And then when the time is right, he plays. And um and hopefully he's the guy that that finally is able to turn that thing around because they've been they've been waiting for a very very long time. And sticking with the rookie quarterback Spiro, of course, so Trevor Lawrence, we all know it's the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars under first year head coach Urban Meyer. But let's go to San Francisco. Uh, pressure is on Jimmy Garoppolo to perform this year. Of course, he has that big hefty contract which San Francisco desperately wants to move. But Trey Lance has looked great. Uh, during the preseason, as of right now, he's going to start on the bench. When do you see him getting some, uh, you know, taking over the starting range? Will it be early in the season? Will it be midway through the season? Uh, what, what is your guess in terms of the timeline where we see Mr. Trey Lance on the field for the 49ers? Sydney, I, I see a lot of similarities in their situation with what we just described, with what Kansas City had with Alex Smith in 2017. <laughs> You know, look, Jimmy Garoppolo has had the injury history. You know, he's basically missed two of the last three years. But and and this is a but that we can say for everyone, basically, in the NFL, if he stays healthy, he he gives them a chance to win. I mean, we have to remind ourselves that they were basically a quarter away from winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo the last time he played a full season in 2019. So, you know, then you have to consider the financials. You know, they still owe him a ton of money. 
Um, not sure what his cap hit if they were to go in a different direction. But to me, the best scenario in San Francisco this season is Jimmy Garoppolo is your starter. He is your starter the whole season. You know, obviously, we're going to see Trey Lance in different moments. But to me, it would be the, the best scenario if they can get a season like Kansas City got out of Alex Smith in 2017 where Garoppolo is playing at a high level, efficient. And then when the time is right, either at some point this year, maybe towards the end of the year, you give Trey Lance a shot. Um, and then next year, obviously, it's Trey Lance's team and, and off you go. I just think it's such a hard league as a, as a a at any position, but especially at the quarterback position. Um, th- there's nothing wrong with giving these guys time to acclimate and – and just get comfortable in their own skin. It's just such a tough position. We we meet with a ton of coaches every year. You know, we we observe these teams. We're in the buildings. There, there's so much pressure on these guys. And then you throw into the mix your your high pick like like Trey Lance and Justin Fields. It's it just it creates a, a pressure cooker of a situation. And why throw these guys into the fire if you have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, to me, they're they're in a really good position if you're Kyle Shanahan in that in that front office. Now, in addition to your work on CBS Sports and Turner, you're also the preseason voice for the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the Chargers mm. are actually been becoming this still. It's kind of like the trendy pick, if you will. Not necessarily in the AFC West, of course. You know, the Chiefs have that on lock. But they got mm. a new coach in, in Brandon Staley. You got, of course, Justin Herbert leading the offense. You got Derwin James with the defense. Do you think that the Chargers are a sleeper in the NFL for the AFC this season? I do. I do. They, they have all the pieces that you want, Lakina. They have uh, all the guys you just mentioned. And, and how about the good fortune for a franchise to go from Phillip Rivers for 14 years or 12 or 13 years, however many it was, uh, future Hall of Famer, to go to this kid, Justin Herbert, who is just, I mean, off the charts with his skill level, his talent, um, his, his demeanor to me, which is almost just as impressive as his what he does as a, as a quarterback on the field, the way he carries himself and conducts himself. Um, to have a guy like that that you know is your franchise quarterback for the next decade plus is something that uh, that teams salivate over, and the Chargers have that again. You know, Derwin James back into the fold. Can he stay healthy? How quickly can he get back to, to his elite level? Uh, if the answer is quickly, then the Chargers are for real. I mean, you look at this team on paper – they have every piece you need. They have the offensive explosiveness. Obviously, Herbert, they've got a really good back in Austin Eckler. A couple of really young kids, rookies that they have now at running back that are going to help. They've revamped their offensive line, which was really their their Achilles heel last year, mm-hmm. which, which by the way, makes what Justin Herbert did last year, guys, even more impressive. You know, he did yeah. that behind a patchwork offensive line, basically didn't play um, – at all, didn't get any first team reps through the offseason, which was, of course, truncated. No preseason, right? As a rookie player, no preseason games. And then week two, as the ball's kicked off in the air against Kansas City, he finds out from Anthony Lynn that he's the starting quarterback and then hit the ground running. But I think you put all of those things together uh, with what they have defensively with Derwin and Chris Harris and obviously Joey Bosa. And now a new coach who is in the same vein as a Sean McVay, you know, really young, dynamic. Um, we saw what he did with that Rams defense last year. And, you know, you suddenly you give him the chess pieces now that he has with Derwin James and, and Joey Bosa and some of these other players. Um, it's a very, very exciting time right now if you're a Chargers fan in L.A. 
Sparrow Diaz, friend of the show from the NFL on CBS and the NBA on TNT, is joining us here on Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Sparrow, let's continue to, with the football talk, of course. Now that uh, head coach Urban Meyer of the Jacksonville Jaguars in his first year, he came out early this week and said that a player player's vaccination status was not uh, did, did, it did not factor into uh, the reasons why that. Uh, uh, players were cut from his team. Of course, the NFL and the upper management had to tell him to basically be quiet. But uh, <laughs> give us your t- but give us your take on how these uh, t- how these teams in the league in general are handling uh, the the va- uh, the vaccination process because we all know that other players from around the league have voiced their opinions, like Cole Beasley of Buffalo and Kirk Cousins of Minnesota. Uh, give us your take on uh, how the NFL and in these teams are handling the vaccination process for the players. Yeah, I think probably maybe 60 seconds after Urban Meyer finished that uh, that interview, I think he got a, a phone call on his cell phone from the owner. <laughs> of yes. Let's uh, yeah, let, let's come up with a better solution next time you're asked about that. Um, look, th- this is the pressing issue of the day. There's no doubt whether it's the NFL, the NBA, MLB, every sport, every collegiate sport. This is the new world that we're living in, and and this is just part of the deal. And Look, I, you know, we're, we've all had to make the decision, you know, to, whether we want to work or whether we want to step aside. And, and you know, their personal beliefs that are involved for a lot of these guys, Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz and uh, Cole Beasley. Uh, this is a really, really difficult situation that the teams are in, that the players are in. Um, I understand the fans' frustration. You know, if you're a fan of the Minnesota Vikings and, you know, suddenly you don't have a quarterback. Um, the top three guys are unavailable. You know, you say, well, but these guys are making so much money, you know, go get, go get the vaccine. But unfortunately these guys are, are people, they have families and mm. they have to make very tough personal decisions. And um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that, that I think is not going away. Um, some teams are fortunate, you know, you look at Tampa Bay, I think I read they've got a hundred percent vaccination uh, mm-hmm. rate within that yep. building. Um, but now with the breakthrough cases, it, it's, it almost seems like that doesn't guarantee you, um, about with this thing at some point during the season. I just think this is the new normal now moving forward. I think every year this is going to be an issue. Um, does the league change its protocols at some point where it's not as stringent? I think we're already seeing that a little bit, but, um, I think the league really is going to have to sit down. They're going to see obviously what happens this year. And just decide what what are the protocols going to be moving forward because I think, based on what we're seeing, COVID is not going anywhere anytime soon. And I think we just have to all learn to deal with it. And that's not only in our everyday lives, but in in sports as well. Because there's a lot of money being made. There's a lot of money on the table, and and they want to get this right. So it's that's that's a tough one. That's a really really tough one uh, from really any vantage point that you're looking at it. Definitely puts, definitely, you know, you thought that maybe this was all over with, but then, you know, everything else is coming back up. So it's just, it's just, <laughs> just crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but let's go to the hardware for a second, Spiro. You know, since you're an NBA guy as well, the Lakers, you know, you got LeBron, AD, now they've got Carmelo, now they've got Westbrook, now they've just got Rondo back. Is it championship or bust for the Lakers? Oh, Lakeen, I think the, the better question is, it, when, when is it not championship or bust for the Lakers? <laughs> it just seems like they've got, they've got an all-star team every year. And and just kudos to Rob Palenka and his entire front office uh, to to retool this team and to kind of recalibrate 
recognizing that they had some holes to fill after last year. Um, I, I, you know, how could you look at this team on paper and say that they don't have a shot? And I've lived in, in Southern California now for the better part of 15 years. And, um, there, there is pressure for this team to win a title every year. And I tell all my Laker fan buddies, man, you guys, you just don't know how good you have it. You know, I grew up in New York. I grew up a Nick fan and I tell them, you know, those people have been waiting for any kind of contention for, you know, the last 40 years, basically since 1970 mm-hmm. or, you know, going on more than that. <laughs> So, you know, it's just it's just kind of embedded in the DNA here where when this team takes the floor every year on opening night, they are expected to contend and and this team is loaded. Now, how quickly can they mesh? Um, can LeBron James continue to stay healthy? I think we're already starting to see some signs of, of him finally physically maybe coming back down to reality in, in certain uh, areas. Russell Westbrook is, is a, a stats monster. We've seen what he can do. Uh, you're one of the all-time greats. But how the pieces fit is something that we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, they've got everything you want. I think they've they've really filled out the in-between spots on the roster, which was a big question mark uh, mm-hmm. after bringing in Russell and shipping some of the guys out. But I love the Rondo signing. You know, Obviously, he was someone that was very, very important to their championship run two years ago. Everything he brings to the locker room. And uh, – it's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun year. And obviously, Brooklyn's doing what they're doing. Um, it's uh, the NBA is uh, is is becoming more compelling. It seems like by the week. Yeah, staying with the Eastern Conference, Sparrow. Let's go to Philadelphia. The 76ers is, is a, the worst kept open secret in the history of sports. Uh, they're trying <laughs> to trade uh, Ben Simmons now. So coming out saying that Ben Simmons won't report to training camp. Uh, and he's going to look bad, in my opinion, with each passing day. Uh, what do you think happens uh, when this all said and done? Do you think that Ben Simmons will get traded before training camp, or do you do you think that he's going to him and Manchester will have to play nice, and Ben Simmons will at least have to play at least the first half of the year in the seventy six uniform until he's traded at some point? Great question, Sydney. You know, normally I would say that having a coach like Doc Rivers would really help in, a, in this kind of a situation because he's such a, he's such a player's coach. He's always had a great relationship with his players. He, he has the ability to smooth over situations that are really difficult. The problem here is that this kind of started with what Doc Rivers said after the game that they were eliminated. I don't know if you guys remember, but, mm-hmm. um, Oh yeah. You know, um, he didn't play well in that series. Uh, Simmons really struggled offensively. I think he took only like three or four shots in the second half of that that last game. And afterwards, they asked Doc mm-hmm. about it. They said, do you think Ben Simmons is a championship caliber point guard? Can he lead his team to a title? And Doc paused and said, you know, I, I can't answer that right now. And mm-hmm. when that happens, when, when a player feels like you've kind of let, let him out to dry, your, your head coach or, you know, your team president or GM, once that glass is broken, I'm not sure how you fix it. These guys have, you know, they have big egos. They, they are big personalities. And if they feel like they're deserted within their own locker room from the top, I just don't know how you, how you fix that. And so I think it's going to be a really hard situation for them because now other teams know that you're desperate to move him. So their offers start to get affected. They offer you a little bit less knowing that you're in a really tough spot. So I think Doc Rivers um, probably regrets saying what he said. Um and, and that's one that he would like to have back. But 
we're going to see. I mean, it's going to come down to Doc and, and just really hard conversations between the two. But from everything we're reading, from all accounts, it seems like Ben's mind is made up and he he wants out. So they're in a tough spot. <laughs> we'll just see where he goes. A few more minutes with CBS Sports and Turner Spiro Diaz here on Second City Sports, along with Cindy Brown. I'm Lakina McGee. Let's talk about our Bulls, uh, Spiro. Um, had a nice, you know, we had a nice little pickup there with, with you. Of course, you're getting uh, Nikola Vucevic, you know, midway through the season. Also, too, you got we got Lonzo Ball, we got Demar Derozan, we also got Alex Car- Alex Caruso. So, where do you think the Bulls stack up with the rest of the teams in the East? I think they're moving in the right direction. I love some of those players. I've been a huge Alex Caruso fan, obviously seeing him up close here in L.A. Um, you know, big, big fan of Zach Levine's. I just I just love everything about him. He's got great energy, obviously the skill and the, the talent level. Uh, Lonzo Ball, I feel like now that he he doesn't have those expectations on his shoulders that he had coming into the league, I feel like he's kind of reinvented himself as a guy who can be a really, really good point guard in this league for a long time, um, especially when the, when there's other guys around him. You know, certainly this team has slots that and, and areas that they have to work on, but they're moving in the right direction. And I just got to say, you know, speaking about the Knicks, I, I miss the league when both New York and Chicago had championship contending teams. I think the league mm-hmm. so desperately needs the Bulls and the Knicks to get their act together. And I really, really hope that Chicago is moving in that direction. It seems like they are. It seems like management is is starting to make the right decisions. Uh, but boy, the, the NBA desperately needs those two markets to be relevant again. And it just seems like it's been so long since that's been the case. Um, but man, I you know, growing up in the 90s, there was something about every spring. Knicks, Bulls, obviously the Jordan era and Patrick Ewing and all those guys. But it's the NBA is just different when those two cities are relevant, and uh, and hopefully here in the next couple of years, we'll uh, we'll get both of them back. You just made up my weekend plans, Spiro. I'm gonna go back to go and watch Lance Dance and uh, go to YouTube and my DVDs and look at those old oh, games. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Spiro. <laughs> Whenever I need a little pet, I go back to YouTube and watch some of those games. Nothing like. Yep. Yeah. Times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last yeah last question from me, Spiro. Going back to the NFL, we. Talked about the Los Angeles Chargers earlier as perhaps uh, being a trendy pick for a surprise team in the NFL this year to return to the playoffs. Of course, this year you have an extra game, not 16 games, but 17 games. Of course, every year I have the playoff the teams that made the playoffs last year, at least half of them don't make it this year. Which couple other teams that the NFL fans should keep an eye on in terms of they could be a sneaky team, perhaps challenge for a playoff spot this year. Ooh, good question. Um, trendy teams. Well, you know, San Francisco is is kind of an interesting team to me. Um, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo can be the guy that we mentioned earlier, you know, they've obviously got some really, really good pieces defensively. Uh, anytime you have Kyle Shanahan as your head coach calling up the plays offensively, you've always got a shot. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see what Tampa Bay can do. You know, can they repeat? Um, it seems like every year we expect Tom Brady to, to go on the, the opposite direction and he just keeps coming back and winning championships. Um, what team can challenge him? You know, can they deal with all the, the things you have to deal with as a, as a team trying to contend for, for a repeat championship run? Um, I think there's a number of teams, guys, that have a ton of pressure to win this year. You know, uh, the Raiders in Vegas, year four mm-hmm. uh, for John Gruden. Uh, Mike Mack, I think this is year three for him. And he just said it himself this week. We've got to win now. We've got to be a playoff team now, 
or it, it seems like they maybe could go in a different direction. Anytime you hear the GM say that in the preseason, you know, that the, the alarm bells kind of go off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other team for me, certainly not a trendy pick because everyone's talking about them, the Buffalo Bills. You know, you're talking yeah. about a fan base that's been waiting for, for a very, very long time. And finally, you've got a team that you think can very well win the whole thing. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to a game in Buffalo, but there's no, no place like it in the league. Such a rabid fan base. And and just to see that team relevant again is really, really exciting. And uh, and Josh Allen is incredible. They lock him up with the big contract. You know, what does he play? How does he deal with, you know, all the pressure that comes with a big contract signing like that? Um, fascinating to watch them do it. And uh, and the Chargers. I mean, you know, you know, being in L.A. and seeing what they've built here, um, very, very interested to see how far that they can go with this new coaching staff. So there's stories all, all over the league. You know, the Ravens are going to be good again. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, very similar to Buffalo. Finally, you've got your quarterback. You've got some young pieces in place. Starved fan base, great football city that seems like they're relevant again. So there are a number of stories, I think, around the league, the Miami Dolphins as well. And uh, it's just a really fun time of year where, you know, so many teams feel like they've got a shot early in the year. And uh, an opening day can't come soon enough, guys. We're all very excited. Absolutely. You can actually catch Spiro and his new partner, a new partner, Jay Feely, on September 12th. As they go, speaking of the Chargers, they, as they face Washington, that should be a fun one, Spiro. Thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> and hopefully next time we bring you on, you can actually see that handsome face of yours. But yes. you, know, <laughs> stay, stay, you, know, you and your family stay safe. And thank you so much. And uh, Spiro, we'll, we'll, we'll catch, you guys can catch him all this fall on CBS doing NFL. So thank you so Thanks. much for joining us again. Thanks, Lakina. Thanks, Sydney. Good to see you guys. And uh, we'll do it again soon. Take care. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thanks. All right. All right, that was of course that was CBS Sports and Turner's Spiro Ditas. Now I'm look, I'm 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 ready for football and NBA too. So how about you? <laughs> oh, you're not waiting for NFL football, of course. As we remind you again, we'll remind you at the end end of the show today. But we'll we'll give you an early reminder starting next Friday. Uh, every Friday is going to be a hashtag Football Friday show. McKenna's going to give her best, uh, best, uh, best, not just plays, but best games for college football on the slate. And, of course, we're going to give you a breakdown of every Bears game uh, preview their opponent. And next Friday, just a programming note, next Friday we'll give you our Bears roundtable as we bring on our friends and experts to preview the upcoming season. And then, of course, we're going to have we're, – uh, we're working on it behind the scenes. We're going to give you uh, – besides you, yours truly, and Lakina – uh, we're going to bring on a couple of our friends and colleagues to help us pick games as well. Because yours truly has been the winner of the last three yeah, years, yeah. three years yeah, of yeah. picking NFL games. So uh, we're going to have that as well. So starting next week, we, the majority of the show is going to be hashtag football Friday. So get ready for that. I, I'm, I, I can't wait. Uh, well, oh, yeah, we, we won Mr. Mr. Uh... Mr. Uh, you know, great over here has won three in a row. So yeah, so someone, someone, someone's gonna break that streak. And, you know what? So you know, let, let's take a breather here for a second as we wrap things yes. up. You know, second city sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Guys, stay right there. We'll talk some more stuff. You know, what's trending and also other things going on around the sporting world. So you guys stay right there. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be, we're going to say that three years from now, but at the same point in time for him, um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this, which is good too. Like that's what we want. We want that to happen. Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast update so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Bluestar medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically. Dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss McKenna McGee. I am Sydney Brown. As we have a few minutes left in our show for this Labor Day weekend, we just wanted to let you guys know that we will not be here on Monday. We're going to observe the holidays just along with the rest of you guys. We'll be back for our next episode next Friday for our first NFL slash college football Friday of the season. We cannot wait. So hopefully you guys will join us around this time next week. So you can listen to us, not this Monday, but uh, every Monday and every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports. Next, our next show will be next Friday as we get you set for Bears Rams week one, along with the rest of the NFL's uh, first Sunday action. We'll preview those key games and we'll review uh, the season opener between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That should be interesting as well as we're now six days away from that. That'll be uh, uh, Thursday night on NBC. Lakina, before Sparrow Ditas, we'd like to thank him as well for hopping on with us today from CBS Sports and Turner. And before you hopped on with us, uh, I was answering your question about Ryan Pace. I did catch a little bit from what he said the other day. There's only one or two times that he's going to talk because he really doesn't talk, Lakina. Uh, uh, in terms of GM and uh, all the front office personnel in the city of Chicago. All the other time he's going to talk is when when the Bears are going to miss the playoffs for the second time in, in four years on the head coach Matt Nagy. He's going to give all these excuses. He's going to praise Justin Fields no matter what he does this year. Uh, <laughs> it's just a big, no, nothing personal. Like, I don't hate the guy or anything like that, but I got nothing. I got nothing. Maybe, maybe he made sense out of what he said the other day, but I, I got nothing. It's all 
look, it's all a bunch of word salad. Like, I, as I was doing this, you know, for people who are looking at me like, okay, she has not, uh, hopefully, can has not. No, no, I haven't lost it. This is, all, this is all we were saying. You know, he was all saying a bunch of word salad. Of course, he's going to praise him. He's going to say, look, he's a great young player. You know, he's our future, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you know, Dalton is our, you know, are the pre is the present. So we'll see. I mean, look, I just think that we're definitely going to see him probably maybe the week four now. Again, it's like this all over the league. You know, we we talked about, you know, Sparrow talked about it with uh with Trey Lance and San Fran. I mean, especially if you know there's a lot riding on them, they feel like they can kind of win the division in the NFC West. So if they have they have a really tough schedule, the, the Niners do the, the early mm -hmm. part. So if they don't have a good good result early on, yes, they probably are gonna gonna pull the you know, pull the plug on Garoppolo and bring Lance on. Now as for the Bears, look, I mean, look, we said before. The the Rams game, I don't, I don't know if you want to say it's automatic loss, but it's probably going to be a loss. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the Cincy game is not a gimme either. I mean, Cincy actually has actually improved a lot in their defense. The other guy picked up a couple of offensive mm -hmm. pieces, so it was like Burrow will be should be back at full strength by then. Now that's not a gimme. Cleveland, you know, a lot of people are picking them to go to the Super Bowl, so you know, you're going to have a very mm -hmm. tough go at it with them as well. So they, maybe Detroit, I mean, I've seen, I've seen, look, I, I heard a, a, another a friend of ours, uh, Jeff Dickerson, who does a great job for ESPN Chicago covering the bears, but he thinks that, he thinks that the bears can, can win 10 games. Where, where, look, I look, he's, he's a pretty smart guy. JD is, he's, he's yeah. terrific, but you know, where, 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 where are the 10 wins that said, I'm, I'm trying to see where, where, Outside yeah. of the Detroit games, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to get give you my pick as far as how many Bears games. Bear, oh no, we're gonna, Bears gonna win. Yeah, we'll wait for next week uh, next to Friday do that. Night. But I'm with you. Where is ten games? I, I as of right now, I don't see it. Is this defense gonna be better than last year? As of right now, I don't see it. <laughs> Will Matt Nagy actually call an office game? I'm waiting for that. Uh, as I said before, and I will, I'll say this again. I'll sure I'll say this again next week as we get ready for the Rams in the season opener. Uh, when Justin Fields gets on the field and when he takes over officially for good, that's when this team takes off. Until then, I don't see it. Again, we'll talk. Again, we'll talk more about this. You know, next week as we get with our win totals and such. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's gonna be very. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be uh, very interesting. I think we're gonna be having this conversation all season long. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this offensive line turnover. Uh, Will you think yeah. they'll turn over to be great overnight? I I don't see it. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, and also too, like Jason Pierce, who was fishing not too long ago, and and now he's you know, back in the NFL. So it, yeah. it, it's going to take him a while to kind of get into it. And look, look, look at some of these games again. We'll we'll talk more about this um, when we do our picks next Friday. But you know, this there's, there's, there's some definitely some interesting games. You know, you got Green Bay and New Orleans. That should be a, a, an interesting one too. That's going to be playing in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because of you know, of course, the remnants of Hurricane Ida. Um, you know. Maybe you know Pittsburgh and Buffalo might, is a good one right off the bat at the noon uh, game. Um, yeah, so it's it's going to be a very interesting uh, look. I think the Chargers and Washington—that's the game that our buddy Spiro is going to be doing with Jay Feely. Mm -hmm. That's a noon game, so that should be that'll be an interesting one too. I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitch Magic—you know, can he bring that magic to the to uh, the nation's capital? We'll see. But yeah, so I'm look. I'm looking forward to these games. I can't wait. We can, we can talk more about them. Yeah, like I said, we'll give you our picks on those games next week. <laughs> but uh, a couple other games to <clears throat> excuse me to pay attention to for 
for the NFL's opening weekend next week. Philadelphia and Atlanta, of course, Jalen Hurts versus Matt Ryan. Uh, I know a few people are picking the Falcons to get perhaps get back into the playoffs, but the last three or four years, that Falcons defense has been suffering through injuries and inconsistent play. We saw that in the game last year against the Bears, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the Falcons should have won that game. So uh, we'll see if the Falcons have any. I know they have a new head coach down there now, and let's see if the defense can be competent. If the defense is competent and Matt Ryan stays healthy, sky's uh, the limit for Atlanta. And also, too, week one, Seattle versus Indianapolis. Carson Wentz, yes. he looks like he's on track to play, along with his office alignment, Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you know, they should give Seattle a run for their money. And also, too, San Francisco at Detroit. I'll just yeah. say this before we break it down next week. I know San Francisco's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, but I'm not trusting that line. Let me just say this right now. I'm not trusting that line. <laughs> I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that, 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 yeah, I mean, like I said, San Fran's got a tough schedule right off the bat, and – if Garoppolo can't get the you know, the custody, like I said, that like I said, that O line, that's there's been some turnover, there's been some injuries, there's gonna be some issues. So, uh, yeah, I'd say the seven and a half point. I think that will probably go down to maybe like maybe five. Because look, if they're if they're if Detroit's you know, Dan Campbell, their new coach, you know, for Detroit is a little bit uh, on the. Uh, I don't want to say he's <laughs> crazy, but he's a little, you know. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say uh, um, very. What's the word? I don't want to make him seem like I don't want to insult him, but. He's unique. Now I'll say that unique. That's a nice <laughs> word. That's a nice word. Unique. He's very unique in his in his his philosophy. So, you know, look. I mean, he definitely has that. You know, you know grind it out, tough it out. So, mm-hmm. I think that I think Detroit's gonna look. I look. I know they got Jared Goff out there now, quarterback. But I, I kind of feel like that. Look, I think Detroit could probably sneak in and win a couple of games. They have no business winning. So, I I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not saying they're gonna upset San Fran. I don't want I don't want Niners fans, you know, yelling at me, but. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of like give them kind of like a run. I'll say this about the Lions. If they don't, I know Dan Campbell's on a honeymoon right now, but they get out, out the box slowly and they start losing close ball games and getting blown out. And he's still holding uh, holding comedy routines like he's Kevin Hart at the end of the game. So it's going to wear down with that Detroit phase, fan base very quickly. So they got to be careful here. It's gonna get yeah, it's gonna get old really quick. So if, if you at least yeah, don't show get up real mean, quick. <laughs> yeah, but especially if they get blown out. If you put, they put up a mm-hmm. fight and they lose a tough one, you know, by a field goal, or whatever, then look, I think you know, Lions fans will be more forgiving. But if not, if they get blown out in some of these games that they got they got a pretty tough schedule too. Do you have to start start right off the gate? So <laughs> well we'll see. It'll be interesting though. Yeah, and looking at the other games in week one, of course the uh, second half uh, uh, in the three o'clock games, of course, you mentioned Green Bay and New Orleans. And the Giants, I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, That's really Teddy good one, Bridgewater. Yeah. yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, starting quarterback for the Broncos. Of course, this is Big Vangio's third year at the Elf Bears defensive coordinator from a few years ago. As we said before, the, if you're uh, a third year head coach in the NFL, you haven't won in your first two years, that third year is crucial, or else you'll be holding the uh, pink slip and link cards, and on the flip side <laughs> for the Giants, on the flip side of the New York football Giants, Saquon Barkley, I cannot wait to see him come back. It's almost a full year since he injured his ACL, torn his ACL here in Chicago in in that Week Two game at Soldier Field. Uh, it'll be nice to see him back. Daniel Jones, as he goes, the Giants go, and and also number two, will the Giants defense be competent as they were the second half of the year last year? 
Yeah, they actually gave you know teams some fits late last year, so that should mm-hmm. be maybe they could build on that. You know, the Monday night game. I mean, you know, Baltimore against the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean that. I mean, look, Dobbins is out for the year. Yeah, that that was that was terrible, That's man. That's a tough I, one. Yeah, that was a you tough. You know, I was injury, up yeah. on him in the draft last year, so he showed some signs. Now he's going to uh, miss his second year. I think Baltimore's still going to be good, but. Lamar Jackson, it's going to come down to him, and you better if if you're a Baltimore fan, you better hope that he doesn't get hurt because if it if he does, it's over for him this year. Well, also too, you got look, you got Todd Gurley sitting out there on the market, just saying he's still out there looking for a job, so maybe they may have to give him a call. But again, the Gus 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 Edwards is a pretty good uh, running back, so they got a pretty good they got a lot of depth there. So I'm I'm hoping that maybe that they won't have to rely on Lamar Jackson too much. Because I think that's sort of been like the thing that Ravens fans are kind of raging on is the fact that they they kind of depend on Jackson too much. So, but we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm gonna, you know, it, it look they got a lot of depth there, like I said, in the running back position. So, you know, they got Justice Hill, of course, as a name that you know a lot of <laughs> a lot of fans a lot of fans remember. So you gotta think he's gonna wanna OK State fans remember that name. So you know, I'm sure he's gonna wanna you know kind of get back into it. So they got a lot of depth there, but I think. But I think hopefully, you know, we can depend on them and not have to depend on Lamar too much. But, well, well again, we'll see. Another sneaky sneaky game to pay attention to in week one for uh, you NFL fans out there, especially for those of you in, in the Chicagoland area. Minnesota and Cincinnati. I'll just say this. That game is not as easy as you think. I may be uh, letting the cat out of the back here a little bit. I think Minnesota's a three-and-a-half point favorite. Over it, could, it, might change, I believe. it might change. It might change though when we time we do our picks on but next Friday. Let yeah, me, let me right just now. say this. Yeah. Let me just say, say this as a wannabe amateur point spreader. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that line fishy too. Yeah. I'm just saying, well, let me repeat it one more again, as the kids would say. <laughs> I'm looking at that, that line very fishy. Uh, I think Cincinnati could surprise some people. I'm not saying they're going to win the whole thing and, and anything like that, but. I'm excited to see Joe Burrow. And then on the flip side, Lakina, I know Minnesota is looking forward to get back into the playoffs after uh, barely missing it last year. But they curved the situation. And with the head coach, Mike Zimmer, you know, dealing with uh, vaccinations and whatnot, the, don't think that's not a big factor uh, in that locker room. As we talked about before, like, you know, every team in the league had to deal, was, was going to deal with this. As Spiro talked about, this issue's not going away anytime soon. Hopefully it's not the headline as the season gets started. But uh, this, this I'm just hoping that it's not going to be the issue that divides a locker room any further. And I, I kind of had that feeling with this Minnesota Vikings team. But we'll see. Yeah, I think, yeah, I yeah, I think they're 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 at ninety. I think they're almost at like eighty right now, or a little over eighty. So hopefully, you know, maybe by the time the season starts, you know, maybe they'll be at right at like near the eighty-eight, ninety percent mark. You know, mm-hmm. for players getting vaccinated. So, but but again, we'll see. But you know, I, I mean, as far as like the schedule itself, I mean, I don't think you're going to see a lot of like you know outbreaks like we saw last year, especially what's going on down there in Tennessee last week. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, look, I think look. I kind of feel like they're going to, I think the NFL is going to try to make up these games. They don't want to lose, you know, any kind of revenue. You know, the, look, we had a Wednesday night game uh, with the Ravens and the Steelers. So they actually rated pretty well. So I, I think people need to uh, kind of like, you know, I know the NFL doesn't want to do that, but I think mm-hmm. if, they, if they have to, I think they will. They don't want to do the whole forfeit thing. 
Yeah, real quickly, Kenny, you brought up Tennessee. I heard someone say this yesterday. Do you think even though Ryan Tannehill, I don't think he's off the COVID list yet. I'm sure he will will be by the time we come back on the air next week. But do you think that Tennessee should give Cam Newton the call? Especially now since they have Julio Jones from I, Atlanta. I, I, I'm sure they put the feelers out. I think so. I think, look, if you trust Tannehill, not only for the COVID, but also to stay healthy. You know, he's been able to, you know, they got a new mm-hmm. all, all offensive, you know, offensive coordinator now. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they run it. Will it be Derrick Henry? You got Julio Jones there. So maybe they'll use him a little bit more. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think if you're, if you're Tennessee, I think you probably would definitely put the feelers out to Cam. I think so. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, get excited again, Lakina. <laughs> this football uh, starts up. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, thank goodness the show is almost over. But uh, <laughs> speaking of dropping dropping things, uh, the Los Angeles, well, it's not Los Angeles, it's Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, <laughs> Las Vegas. As you mentioned, they open up the season on Monday night, uh, not this coming Monday, but the next Monday against Baltimore, and they're going to have fans in the stands for the regular season opener uh, down there in Vegas. Uh, 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 the, the name of the stadium escapes me for the moment, but oh, uh, but going back to the team, John Gruden. Uh, like you said, this is, I believe, his fourth year there at the helm. Yes. Uh, Mike Mayock, uh, he may be looking forward to going back to the TV booth real soon. Mm-hmm. I actually like their defense. And yes. uh, their defense is not half bad. We saw signs last year. They should have made the playoffs, but they ended the, the season at 8-8. Eight eight. They lost that game down the stretch to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the, the, the biggest problem for the Rays has been throughout their whole history and, and actually showed again last year discipline. Doing yeah. stupid things at the wrong time of the games. <laughs> Derek Carr didn't actually have a bad year last year. We all, yeah. thought, I, I was pumping up Derek Carr to become the Bears' next quarterback. I see that didn't happen. That goes we got mm-hmm. Mr. Fields, but uh, hopefully Derek Carr has another great year for the Raiders. I'm not a Raiders fan, but you kind of, I kind of want to see that franchise back in this market. As Spiro Dinas talked about with the NBA earlier, with the Bulls and Knicks being back in playoff contention. Uh, the NFL business will be that much better if the Raiders are back in, the, in contention. They have a nationwide following. They're the, the original bad boys of the NFL. And wouldn't it be great for uh, for your business to be better, not just uh, if Dallas is good, but the Raiders as well? Yeah, I really love that defense. So like you said, Sid, I mean, Yannick Nakulnier, you know, that's a, you know, he's a couple of, been to a couple of Pro Bowls. You know, Quentin Jefferson, of course, he's also too, has been a couple of Pro Bowls. So, yeah, Casey Hayward Jr. has been, you know, really solid for them. And, and, and yeah, look, the I think, charger. yeah, so I, I think, look, I think, I'm not going to say that they're going to win the AFC West. You know, we went through this earlier with the Chargers and the, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but I think they could definitely battle for one of those wild card spots if they, if they, if they're disciplined. That's been the problem, like you said, the last yeah. couple of years, you know, just, uh, just, you know, stupid penalties and, you know, just boneheadedness and such. But yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and look, I mean, you know, we're up against it, but I'm looking forward to football yeah. season. <laughs> so, so am I. Are you playing fantasy football again this year? Yeah, I, I am. I am. We should actually be playing in our award immediately, but I know it's a little bit too late. But uh, well, I'm sure we'll have some fantasy football stories for you guys in our league. So I'm involved with the war immediately with Ken Davis, Demons, Kyle. And I know we're gonna bring on Kyle. I know he's gonna we're gonna chop it up about some fantasy football. We're gonna have some stories for sure. I'm sure you will as well in your league. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, to also to you. What are you looking forward to this weekend, Sid? 
Uh, besides tonight's Sox Rose uh, broadcast with Adam and me and Stacey Keen, I'll check out some college football. And I'm really looking forward to that game tomorrow between Miami and Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it on the table. <laughs> Miami <laughs> will cover. Miami okay. will cover. I like how I like to say, I like how you were very careful with that. Um, of course, you know, the college football too. You know, we went through the matchups earlier mm-hmm. in the show, but also too, you got some, you know, golf. You know, Patrick Cantley could probably, you know, win that $10 million bonus. You know, the tour championship that's going to go through Monday. Mm-hmm. He's up actually two on John Rahm and Justin Thomas, also Bryson DeChambeau. So that should be a fun one too. That's on NBC, the tour championship, also the U.S. Open. Novak Djokovic is going for his. You know, the calendar slam, you know, you know, he won his last match. Yes. Last night. So kudos to him. And also to Naomi Osaka actually had a walkover in her last match. So she didn't even have to play, but you know, she actually has a match, you know, coming up tonight. So definitely worth checking out. Also too, so Steve is still in the, in the, uh, in the mix. So you know, for those of you who have been wanting to see the, you know, the U S open, why should we watch, you know, no fan, no Nadal, no Williams sisters, but look, I gave you some reasons why to watch. So, and also, congrats to Tiafo to another American that he's up tonight at 8 o'clock. So make sure you guys check out that match as well. All right. On that note, you can follow <laughs> yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80 in the Twitter. And CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan underscore McGee on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's the Apple's iTunes Store or in or Google Play. Make sure it says Sports Zone Chicago. Download the app. You can watch live shows or catch up on past shows as as well. You can listen to and or watch them. So make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app today. And also follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Sports on Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can catch the audio version of this show, Second City Sports, at War on Anchor, on War on Anchor, wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you type in the search engine boxes, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And speaking of War Media, you can follow them on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We will observe the memorial, not Memorial Day. We will observe <laughs> the Labor Day holiday with you guys. So there's no show on Monday, but we'll be back at noon Central Standard Time next Friday for the next edition of Second City Sports. We'll get you set for week two of college football, week one of the NFL. We'll have our Bears roundtable. It's going to be a hashtag football Friday show. And, of course, we'll give you the latest update from the Sox and the rest of Major League Baseball. Lakina, take us home. All right, for Sid, I'm Lakina. You guys stay safe out there this Labor Day weekend. And if you're not going to get vaccinated, at least wash your hands and wear your mask. And, you know, enjoy the holiday and be good to each other. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. And we'll see you next Friday. Go Sox. Holla.